Welcome to Starlight Radio Dreams, the comedy show with a podcasting habit, brought to you by our backers at Patreon. This episode is the full, live-streamed show from October. This is the first episode in our fifth season. We've worked our way up to it with five preseason shows, and now the rubber has hit the road. This episode features the talents of Ansel Birch, Jared McDerris, Kat Evans, Arnie Parrott, Jim McDonnell, and Derek Gatekey. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Turn your volume up and set your earbuds in their locked, upright position, because the program you're about to hear is coming to you live from the living room of Burlington Showtime in Chicago, Illinois, where the comedy show with a podcasting habit, Starlight Radio Dreams. Tonight's serial is Public Domain Adventure Team, In Time, Part 2. We're also featuring another visit from the incredible Dr. Edmund Zunderfell. Now, here is your host. No, really, he lives here. He's the man mistaken for an obscure uncle the world over. Burlington Showtime! Good evening, everyone, and welcome to my living room for another amazing evening of entertainment for your ears. We are ringing in our fifth season and could not be more excited to have you all with us for the ride. We're going to allow ourselves just a little bit of retrospection. You know, like the amount of ice cream you say you're going to have. This evening, we are going to have an interview, a fresh installment story from one of our ongoing series, and a few short pieces as well. This show is like a bowl of mixed nuts. They haven't got much in common, but they are certainly all nuts. For those here for the first time, welcome. You're in good hands. We've been doing this since 2015, and our pieces have run the gamut from semi-serious pieces with a lot of jokes in them, all the way to mind-bending laugh fests that make it hard to breathe for the rest of the weekend. So you can count on us continuing that trend. And I want to tell you some stories about the early days of the show, because Honestly, like everything else in 2020, we're not 100% sure how the rest of this thing is going to go. We've got some plans, and whatever happens, we all want to make sure that we take care of you and each other. Research shows that that is an uncontroversial way to say that. Now, most of you know, I started in Hollywood, land of dreams. You could say I was born there. I wasn't, but you could say that and it would make me happy. I loved it. Back then, I had to work every day just to get my foot in the door, and there was a brief period where I dressed up as a 49er on Hollywood Boulevard. This was before the Avengers were a thing, you know. So we had to do what we could with what we had. Now, if you've never juggled live chickens to get a role, then you must not have been in showbiz for very long, and I am still the only actor to do the most uh, egregious thing I've ever done. I played Polonius. I was more fit back then, mind you. Costuming hadn't finished my doublet, and the director made a comment which they did not appreciate. So, through a wacky turn of events, my scenes were filmed entirely in the nude, and they had to put all of my clothes on in post with little doll clothes. It was quite an experience, and one that I... definitely had. That being said, showbiz isn't all awful. In fact, Quite frequently, it's wonderful, and tonight is going to be an example of that. Continuing with our cavalcade of enjoyment, I am about to bring on Missy O'Danaher, our customer service special agent, who will be interviewing 
a very special guest, someone from our past who uh, some of you may re recognize, Professor Edmund Zunderfell, a Shakespearean scholar and a truly interesting person. I hope you all are excited to enjoy this interview from Professor Edmund Zunderfell and Missy O'Danaher. Just a second while we switch over to that. Uh, good evening. Uh, all the, uh, the audio thing is working correctly, yes. Oh, <clears throat> I'm delighted to hear it, and it's so good to see your face. How many humans have you seen lately? Uh, just the other day, I, I saw my milkman running away. I'm not entirely sure what happened, but I did see a swarm of 19 cats running after him, so I can only assume that he either made someone very angry or very happy. I, uh, I didn't really make out his face, but it was definitely a person. So, uh, it since then, it's the, it the it. season for feline stampedes, especially when the moon is full. Professor Zunderfell, you have a brand new book out there. In fact, I would call it perhaps a tome. It's titled Love's Labor's Loosed, How a Lifetime with the First Folio Destroyed My Spelling and Grammar. Tell us about your new book. It's more of a memoir than anything else. You see, uh, I have been fighting an uphill battle for the last 20 years to finally acquire uh, that most sainted treasure of all academics, tenure. Uh, sadly, there was a bit of a, a hiccups at the end of the road as my final defense thesis used the word there very often. And uh, if you're not sure which there I'm referring to, rest assured they did not either. You see, uh, uh, the first folio likes to play a bit uh, fast and loose with spelling as well as grammar and uh, the occasional punctuation mark. So uh, I'm afraid that having immersed myself into that particular style of writing for the past half a decade has left me a bit um, uh, uh, lingua francaed, if you will. <laughs> uh, they did say that they were going to give me tenure or so I thought, but then I realized it was a tenor which is uh, how British people say 10 pounds, which was nice, better than nothing at least. Sure. Did you know I'm drinking a lingua franca right now? That's very inspired. I, I'm afraid I was forced to eat my lingua franca, as they say, uh, <laughs> which is to say I ate everything that was vaguely edible in my office before I walked out. But I, I am not dismayed, mind you. I have many, many productive, uh, uh, productions uh, on my horizon. <laughs> I had a thesis defense too. I also played fast and loose as though it were badminton or perhaps a game of ping pong, fast and loose with the wrist and smack them. Just bat those balls and those birdies away as though they're attacking you. You understand, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. That sounds like keen advice to follow in these uh, uncertain times. It's very important to be aggressive with your academics and uh, academic with your aggressions. Aggressive like felines chasing a milkman. Speaking of which, given that this is the season of Halloween, let's talk about the supernatural elements in Shakespeare's plays. It's one of your favorites, is it not? It is a very, uh, shall we say, profitable avenue to pursue, but certainly one oh. I enjoy as well. Uh, profitable in that when you sell your soul to Satan, he pays top dollar? I've been told as much. I'm afraid I must have uh, messed up my contract somehow. Uh, all I had left was a, a box of cashews and a thank you note. So 
I'm not entirely sure what I sold, but I do know what I got, a box of cashews. Mm. I hear you can get that with a tenor. Meanwhile, yes, yes. what is your favorite supernatural character in Shakespeare's plays? Oh, I think my favorite supernatural character is a little... Dear me, he was about to tell me what his favorite character was and froze. This could be because Satan didn't want him to let me know. Uh, Burlington, have you got anything on your end? I can't quite hear Professor Zunderfell. Everything's gone frozen. Perhaps we can bring back the professor a little later. That's right, friends. It's time for another sensational tale from the far-off land of expired intellectual property rights. The Public Domain Adventure Team, Jane Eyre, Beowulf, Mr. Toad, and the Ghost of Christmas Past are an unlikely crew of misfits and an unstoppable force of, well, Last episode, Jane and Toad left Ghost and Beowulf in a deep old forest as they ran from aliens and piloted a time machine. What were Ghost and Beowulf up to while they were gone? But good friend Marlock machine take all the fun out of things. I concede it make nice noise when parts turn continuous. But boring. Do you not wish for greater tales of action, like swords slicing through the air in single arc through the flesh? I will show you. I will not dismember you, friend Marlock, but demonstrate on massive tree. Notice the thickness of the bark. I know that typical tool for tree cutting is axe, not sword. Marlock, you sassy. Beowulf, hey! Ah, solstice ghost, you were inside tree? We were having a chat. Toad told me to look into the tree's past and tell him about the tree's Christmas regrets. What were tree's regrets? It didn't have any. It was super awkward. Turns out trees don't really celebrate Christmas or even care about it much, even here in England. I feel so disconnected. Hello. I don't think we've been introduced. This friend Morlock, I help him to cut trees for firewood. See, friend Morlock, my sword hunting, way more fun than your chainsaw. Hi, uh, Mr. Morlock, can I look into your past and... Oh no, I feel weird. Is this a plane of things yet to come? First of all, I'm not supposed to visit the future. That's my brother's department. Also, <gasps> no one has celebrated Christmas for hundreds of years. How could they give up Christmas? Was there a war? Did Christmas lose the war? Ghost, war is for monsters and for slaying evil. Holidays come because of end of war. But if there's no more Christmas, my purpose is gone. Do not worry, Solstice Ghost. You're still important. 
You're still part of Adventure Team. I'm not a solstice ghost. I'm the ghost of Christmas past. You can carry on tradition of your people as I sing the songs of glory of the Yats, which are, of course, the songs of glory of Beowulf, Slayer of Grendel. Friend Morlock asks if attending party make you feel better. Firewood is for big once-a-year party, and he invites us. Morlock say party full of magical creatures. Wait, moment. Friend Morlock, do we go to slay monsters? How very confusing. Ghosts and magical creatures at a once-a-year party? Wait, is this party an end-of-harvest party? Like a Samhain? I've heard of it. I hear it gets really wild. We will dance by fire and drink mead and sing songs of glory. Welp, doesn't look like Jane and Toad are coming back anytime soon. Might as well. It unlike you to have the grumpies, Solstice Ghost. You need party. Lead on, friend Morlock. After an hour of galumphing through the forest by Beowulf and the Morlock and fast flying for Ghost, the three come upon a massive bonfire filled with creatures of every description. Large bonfire so beautiful. I see an altar of many skulls. Friend Morlock, are they spoils of battle? Are they the enemy or fallen comrades? Why, neither, big fellow. No battles here. Not tonight. Wow, look around. This party has everyone. So many different monsters. No fighting? Drinking together? Welcome, welcome, all creatures great and small to this year's Samhain. Let us begin with our round of toasts. Elves, to cordiality and our cordials. Fairies, imps, to death, to living, and to age. Goblins, zu, loyalität und ja, Prost. Trolls! To fire and to and fire water. Aqua forever. Skull! Alright, let's start the music! Monsters that should be mortal enemies? Dance? Oh yeah, that's definitely a vampire and a werewolf. What is that dance they're dancing? Friend Morlock says it's called Lombada. Bottoms up, all. Happy sawin. Nice work on the nectar shots, Keys Blossom. Oh, thanks, Moth. Hey, new folks. You want to do nectar shots? Bah. Yes, tiny winged comrade. Let us upend acorns of sweet liquid. You want to drink, ghosty? Ghosts can't drink. We don't have bodies. Grump. Bottoms up. I guess Beowulf's going to go hang out with new friends. Grump, grump, grump. Oh, hey, there's a bunch of ghosts over there. 
But I'm a Christmas ghost. How can I fit in? Of course, if there's no more Christmas, maybe I'm just a nobody ghost. A generic ghost. Oh, I hate everything. You seem awfully petulant for a party, pal. Uh, I'm new here. Oh, do you miss being alive? A lot of ghosts have trouble with the change. I've been dead for a while, thank you very much. Just trying to be supportive. Sheesh. But it is my first Samhain and I... I don't feel like I ought to be here. Okay, I need another drink if I have to listen to this ghost who's making it all about him. Pretending to drink. You can't. Not if you're real ghosts. Someone's having trouble getting into the party spirit. Take a look at your friend on the dance floor. Yes, winged friends swirl in the pit of mashing. Not what we call it, but you know what? I'm up for anything. Woo! Let's get down, big guy. Ho, ho, ho. Happy All Hallows Eve, ghosts. What's that? Oh. oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! To the living and the dead intermingling! The, the living, living and, and the, the dead. dead! Santa Claus? Well, fancy meeting you here. Ghost of Christmas past, I presume. Join us, won't you? Uh, sure! Old man dressed in red with a huge white beard? I won't blow your cover. You can call me Saint Nick. But Santa, I mean, Saint Nick, isn't this a really busy time for you? Shouldn't you be hard at work making toys? Nah, everything is pretty much set and done at this point. But you have to check your list twice. That's a story we let parents tell. Lord, if we judged everyone for what they did between the end of October and December, everyone would be eating coal. You allow Christmas misinformation? There are a lot of myths about Christmas, you know. And you're just hanging out here getting drunk when you should be... What are you even doing here at Samhain? It's not your holiday. Why are you so bothered about who attends what party? What's eating you so much? Brains? No man, he's a ghost. No brains here for you tonight. Go on now. Uh. I'm having an identity crisis, okay? This isn't your party, per se. The only person worried about Christmas here is you. You're a guest at this party. You can choose to be a good guest or not. Wow. I've been ruining everything, haven't I? I've been such a jerk. It's me that isn't honoring Christmas by not honoring Samhain! Nothing you can't turn around. Say, would you like some booze? I can't. I'm a ghost. Dude, it's All Hallows Eve. Half the people at this party are dead or undead. Just try it. Here, I'll do it with you. This is silly. Me? Oh, wow. It was like having a tongue and an esophagus again. 
But how can that be? Samhain is an especially slippery time. Lots of boundaries of reality get blurred. See that dimension door that just opened? That's a bunch of mummies in from thousands of years ago. Every year they play flip cup with the Morlocks, who are from thousands of years in the future. They know each other? <laughs> tonight they do. Not many rules of time or space apply tonight. Kinda nice, really. Isn't it nice we both get to drink tonight? You? Why, yes! I'm just as dead as you. Didn't you know? What? You don't get to be a saint while you're still alive, you know. Oh, wow. Oh, man. I feel... I need to just say... Hey! Hi, fairies! Happy Samhain! Hey. Happy Samhain! Hey, imps! Happy Samhain! Happy Samhain! Hey, elves! Happy Samhain! Happy Samhain! Hey, vampires! Happy Samhain! Happy Samhain! Wow! This is a Samhain miracle! It's kind of shaking up my worldview! Meanwhile, Beowulf is shaking up the dance floor! Swing your partner round and round, elves and fairies hit the ground. Get your knees up, do si do goblins bow and curtsy slow. Take a look at that. Turns out Beowulf's a great dancer. He's in the center and all the fairies and elves are spinning around him in couples. Beautiful, isn't it? This would usually be the part where he loses control and dismembers somebody, but he actually seems like he's having a great time. Ah, ah. Run from that guy, run away, hide yourself behind the hay. Whoops, spoke too soon. Hello, brother. Oh, hi, Mr. Morlock. Did you win at Flip Cup? Uh, he says, first of all, his name is Barry. Oh, no. That was culturally insensitive of me. I'm sorry. Please forgive me, Barry. He also says the goblins are about to dump a barrel of green slime on Beowulf to help sober him up. Then you've got to get him off the dance floor. That's fair. Hey, Beowulf! Solstice Ghost, join Dance of Monsters! I'm glad you're having a good time. I feel like a whole new person. I love Sawi. I also, for one night, I unite with my enemies as a reveler, and I can feel nothing but peace for fellow creatures. So you don't mind if a bunch of goblins dump sobering slime on you? I will slay them! Oh no. No, wait! No, wait! Beowulf, don't! All goblins dead! Crap. Killing fellow guests at a Sawan party is a considerable party foul. I mean, they'll just come back as undead next year, but still. Not cool, dude. You had better let Barry lead you back to the trees. Sure thing. 
Sorry about this, Barry. Thanks for inviting us. Thanks for the talk, St. Nicholas. Maybe we'll meet again next year, All Hallows Eve. <laughs> okay, okay. Come on, Beowulf. Let's go back to where Jane and Toad left us. Ready, Barry? <laughs> it's tough to not kill it all for entire night, but I am glad you enjoyed the party solstice, Ghost. Oh, can you please call me Ghost of Christmas Past? I know for you it's the same thing, and I know Christmas came way later than solstice, but it's my name. Could you try and remember what I call myself? Of course, Solstice, uh, Ghost of Christmas Past. Thanks! Also, his name isn't Morlock, it's Barry. Oh, I am most sorry, friend Barry. I deeply apologize for not taking time to know your name. It's a terrible thing for friend to do. Oh, no. Uh, not sorry I killed goblins. That felt great. And that, dear listeners, concludes tonight's tale of the Public Domain Adventure Team in Time, Part 2. What further tales of daring do await our protagonists? Only the legal department knows for sure. Adventure Ho! <laughs> Those historical scamps. What a delightful piece that was. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Now, Halloween, and especially most of 2020, has been all about crafting snacks and snacking crafts. So I'm curious if any of you at home have crafted any snacks or snacked any crafts this weekend, or are planning to. Uh, and uh, I'm also happy to announce to you that Professor Edmund Zunderfell's computer has turned back on. Uh, you know those academics. And uh, he is ready to uh, join us once again to pick up where he left off with Missy in that interview. So we'll cut back into that for the end of that, and, uh, and then we'll be back here for our next piece. So uh, we'll just head back over to the interview in process. Professor Zunderfell. You managed to escape the ghosts. Was it difficult? Were you heroic? Oh, yes. Uh, good uh, good joke. Very, very funny. Yes, uh, I was... Was I it? Was, uh, I was uh, uh, scamping and scaping with a bunch of, of, of goofy goblins and whatnot. Yes, very, very well, good. Yes. <clears throat> I presumed I asked you who your favorite ghost or supernatural character in Shakespeare was, and Satan clearly didn't want you to reveal the answer. And yes, so he tried yeah, to yeah. keep <clears throat> us apart. But luckily, nothing keeps Missy O'Danaher from her answers or her satisfaction. So do go on. Tell me more. Oh yes, I, I I was just I I was going to say that uh, one of the more fascinating mystical characters in the Shakespearean canon is, of course, uh, 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 Hamlet's father's ghost, who yes. makes us wonder about the nature of the divine. But uh, upon reflection and some gentle persuasion, I would have to say that it is indeed, in fact. Uh, the witches uh, from the Scottish play, who are, of course, mine and everyone's uh, favorite uh, uh, supernatural beings. What, what could possibly compare to that, I ask you? <clears throat> Indeed, I think Weird Sisters. I mean, how many bands, metal, folk, synth pop, prog rock, th there Funk must metal. be weird, there must be 
weird sister bands all over this globe. Don't you agree? What could be better than being a weird sister? I concur. Truly an, an inspiring uh, performance and, 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 and literary device. And if there were any historical basis for such things, truly inspiring, I feel. One might even say they eclipse the rest of the Shakespearean canon and more attention ought to be paid, I feel, independently. <clears throat> <laughs> well, tell me, Professor Zunderville, how has your university, which I believe is called Lord Dansbury Peabody on the Thames University, how have they been handling the pandemic? Oh, yes, well, uh, well of course, uh, it has been a bit of a challenge. Uh, online classes were a bit difficult for a while. I, I tried to keep the students' interests with uh, Shakespearean finger puppets, and uh, uh, there were, of course, incidents with cats walking across keyboards, you know, and uh, I mustn't forget the time that uh, we... Oh, oh. Uh, then, of course, there was the time that I stood up well on camera and the students saw me wearing pantaloons rather than the standard trousers, which I need hardly tell you was a cause for some mirth amongst them. Oh, I wonder if pantaloons have gone up in sales since quarantine. Are they, all, they are wonderfully comfortable, are they not? Oh, absolutely. And they add a sense of festivity to even the most banal of cereal consumption. I highly recommend them. <laughs> you heard it, folks. Get your pantaloons now before quarantine shoots the price up any higher. And how are you dealing with quarantine, good professor? Oh, uh, everything's been quite well, I think. Uh, I was able to finally finish my book, uh, which has been weighing on me for quite some time. So I was glad to finally uh, expel that out of me, uh, exorcise it, you might say, uh, to get it out of my house, my system, I mean, uh, so that everything could return to normal. An exorcism, uh, as it were. Uh, yes, very, very, very amusing of you, yes. Uh, so Who do you get enjoyed. to perform your exorcisms? Oh, I actually have a number of uh, religious texts on hand. King James, you may know, was a, quite, a, quite a fanatic uh, for the religious, specifically as it applies to witches. So naturally studying his works, of course, the Weird Sisters, who I must uh, again recommend wholly, uh, 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 has inspired many studies in that particular area. So really, I have so many religious texts about me that sometimes I just grab a book and start chanting. Ooh. Oh. Chanting, you say? And weird sisters, you say? I, something seems to be changing in my apartment. Is there anything you could chant right now to perhaps help this stifling feel of fear that has just overtaken me, as well as this strange greenish hell light? Oh, certainly. I, I actually was seized by a dream just last night and feverishly wrote down my findings, which I can then recite after I wrote down. And unfortunately, it seems all I wrote down was the thickness. I'm not entirely sure what that means. So instead, I shall chant down this. <clears throat> uh, uh, succession, upium, impediment, bark, berry, oh. flake, oh. stockings. You're doing something. I'm not sure it's oh. good. Oh, uh, let me let me try another one. Um, <clears throat> Uh, we know a lot about Sepulimulyuna from the Hittite records, especially one set of tablets written by his son and eventual successor, Mursila II, containing what are known as the Plague Papers. Oh, God, no! Um, plague Papers? Ah, here we are. And that was the end of it. 
<sighs> I find that a much more preferable passage. <sighs> Professor Zunderfell, have you dabbled in the occult? I, I make it a, a habit not to dabble in anything. I prefer research and I prefer to be prepared, which uh, tonight does not perhaps best illuminate. But I assure you, where I come from, preparation is next to godliness and you must always cite your sources. So you prefer homework to pop quizzes? Oh, absolutely. The best thing about homework is you know, oh, ahead of time that everything's going to turn out just all right. Oh, you know, I wonder if your championing of homework was indeed my savior. You seem to have chased all the spirits away. Thank you, Professor. Absolutely. And now we all feel just as safe as when we were kids in primary school. Under a <sighs> pandemic, yes. Yes. Just mm. that safe. The sun is down, the fogs are thick, and it's almost time for another spine-tingling episode of Midnight Audio Nightmares. I am Lysandra Malice. And I am Cecilius Malice. We are your hosts for the internet's most popular, mortifying variety show. Mortifying in that it brings you shame. Mortifying in that it is gangrenous. Ha! 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 Along with our usual cryptic cohorts, the Right Honorable Organist, and the ever-droll, unspeakable nightmare creature. Oh, unspeakable nightmare creature. You really are too much. We will exhume enticing tales to inter your troubles with serials like Horror RPG. What? Where am I? Why does this look like an abandoned hospital? Welcome to Scream Night in Murder Ward 7. What would you like to do? I mean, I guess there's nothing to do but explore this place in the dark. Good thing I have this flashlight in my inventory. You have been eaten by the faceless nurse. Game over. <laughs> Welcome to Scream Night in Murder Ward 7. What would you like to do? Okay. Okay. Uh, let's try. This time... Let's try and check the drawers for a phone battery, so I can call for help. You have been eaten by the faceless nurse. Game over. <laughs> Welcome to Scream Night in Murder Ward 7. What would you like to do? Why? Why does this keep happening? She doesn't have a mouth! You have been eaten by the faceless nurse. Game over. <laughs> How morbidly marvelous. But perhaps you are not in the mood for games. You would, by chance, prefer to follow the frightful feline fables of those morbid Malkins, the scaredy cats. Her. 
Are you sure this is a good idea, bad decision, Cat? Do you want to bring first victim Cat back from the dead or not? Of course. Then keep digging! The sooner we get her buried in the graveyard of resurrection, the sooner she'll come back to life with absolutely no negative repercussions. Maybe we shouldn't have let the others go off by themselves. Hey. Hey. We got this. And besides, Splits the Party Cat had a point. We do need to find that fog that keeps turning people inside out. You mean, like the fog around your feet? What? Oh. Oh! But of course, there are those that find facts far more fair than fiction. We invite you to imbibe historical histrionics of Castle Toronto's inhabitants in Gothica. Oh, was there ever a person as cursed as I? With my mother and father dead, my brother struck by a musket ball on a far-off battlefield awaiting his end. My sister, brought low by a fainting fever and confined to a bed. My good-hearted uncle, who would have rescued me from destitution, stabbed to death by fallen masonry. The lawyer for my parents' estate, who held in his possession the only record of my potential inheritance, accidentally drowned in a sealed wine cask. My dog, who only barks at ill-intentioned foreign aristocrats, mysteriously poisoned and now... The handsome but illiterate peasant boy who writes to tell me my love for him is unrequited and he is moving to Verona to become an apothecary. I might suspect a foul play by the mysterious nobleman Baron Murdre if it wasn't so obviously. The ghostly vengeance of my ancestor, Lady Victoria Gothica, who died 200 years ago today in this very castle. The horror of it all! Consumptive faint! And for our final serial. Ghost Bros. So, join us, won't you? Join us! For the next episode of Midnight Audio Nightmares with our very special guest, Burlington Showtime. What? Yes, Burlington Showtime will be here to talk about his illustrious life in showbiz. And perhaps share with us his illustrious death in showbiz. I... Don't think I have that scheduled. Don't worry about finding the studio, Burlington. We'll find you, Burlington. Shirley! I think we need to move! See you soon, Burlington. We see you... soon. Cheryl! Cheryl! Well, that's a thing that happened. I suppose it was expected, or was to be expected, as we've been changing into the spooky season for... The entire year, I think? Ugh. How are you all planning on celebrating the scariness this year? I know we, we saw that someone made uh, uh, Rice Krispie pumpkins, uh, but didn't share them, so I suppose that's in keeping with all the things going on. But uh, is anyone 
dressing up around their house to mess with their animals or uh, planning on standing in the window waving at people dressed as a Dracula? Who's to say? I'm sure someone's got some clever ideas. The daytime television's been all about it. Um, oh, as you see people in the grocery store, I've got the perfect one. Dress as a time traveler. And then, while you're wearing your mask from two meters away, you shout, what day is it? What year? And then they tell you, and you say, oh, that means it worked. I'm from the future. Nothing is different. And then you just walk away, chilling stuff. Is that what you were planning? Something from the waist up for Zoom calls, maybe? Let us know in the chat. Let me, let us know. Uh, now, around here, we've been getting uh, into the season with new additions to the Showtime Podcast Network, including this one, which I think you're really going to enjoy, and features one of my dear old friends, D.I.Y. Frankenstein. Good evening and welcome to D.I.Y. Frankenstein, the podcast with everything you need to master the elements of life and death on a $20 budget. I am your ghoulishly wholesome host, Vincent Price. Last time we saw little Tammy, Timmy and Tummy start work on their own Frankensteins, and today we're going to check in on their progress. Good evening, children. Good, Good evening, Mr. Price. Mr. Price, isn't Frankenstein the name of the scientist and not the monster? That's correct, Timmy. You're such a smart boy. But some people don't like calling him a monster, so they just name him after his daddy instead. Oh. Okay. Excellent. Tammy, why don't you tell us a little something about your Frankenstein? I made a head out of a potato! Always an excellent idea. Do go on. And I made a body out of popsicle sticks and glue. Marvelous. What else? And I got a hunchback to help me construct an enormous conductor out of soup cans and wire clippings, and we took it to a top of a huge gothic tower in a lightning storm and funneled raw electricity into it and screamed, It's alive! And now, um, and now, um, it's alive. Adorable. Have you named your creation? His name is Prometheus. Outstanding. Hello, Prometheus. <coughs> Extraordinary. Timmy, what can you tell us about your Frankenstein? I couldn't get the tape to hold it together. That's perfectly all right, Timmy. The most beautiful thing about your Frankenstein is that you created it, and at your own pace, the way you wanted it. I couldn't get the head on straight. Such idiosyncrasies are precisely what make us human, Timmy. I couldn't find enough marbles for his teeth, so I used pencil erasers. Perhaps he will enjoy smoothies. And I made his skin out of airtight rubber, so when he sweats, it all comes out of his mouth. Like, a lot. Moving on. Now, Tommy, what can you tell us about your Frankenstein? I stole my mommy's jumper cables and connected them to Mr. Robinson. Mr. Robinson? He's the old man in my basement. He lives in your basement? He's in my basement. Ah. I watched the life pulled into him, dragged back from the beyond. 
an affront to the god of my forebears. I watched him stand and ask what he was and for what purpose he had been born. I felt hope trickle out of him and die as he learned there was no hereafter, no greater meaning, and no intent to his life beyond my own hubristic vanity. My own vain hubris. And I did it all on a five-dollar budget. Extraordinary, Tommy. And where is Mr. Robinson now? He's right behind you. Shit! I mean, good evening, Mr. Robinson. I have seen the end of all things! Excellent. Well, I'm afraid that's all the time we have for today. Thank you to our guest creators, Tammy, Timmy, and Tummy. I'm Vincent Price, and remember to reduce, reuse, reanimate. Good evening. <laughs>
Can you really get your niece to play ball? Probably for a few years. It will be my first time doing a talkie without the motion picture. Talkie? How old are you? You know what? Don't tell me. In fact, never tell anyone. Yes, sir. So, this show, what's it about? Well, it's not about anything. Of course it is. Everything is about something. Just ask your therapist. My occasional hiccups were about my mother. But, back to the question. Well, we're featuring shows from the network I've been collecting. Good. And promotional clips from other shows. Okay. And we'll have special guests who are from other entertainment outlets and podcasts. Sounds to me like this podcast is about podcasts. That seems a little meta. Everything is meta. Just ask your philosopher. This flashback, for example. Pretty meta. You're only making that worse. Who are you talking to? You. I mean, no one. Of you are. Everyone is talking to someone. Just ask the shouty guy on the train at 3 a.m. who just needs psychological treatment and support from a well-funded and responsible agency. (laughs) I've already made that mistake. But a podcast about podcasts. It's got potential. I've got great ideas already for the merchandise. Let me just write it down here. Gotcha, lightning! Give this a read. Oh, I can't. I'm off the clock for this flashback. Fine. I'll read it. After the show today, be sure to check out our merch site for our brand new SRD branded stars. Do you live in a city where you can't see the stars? Do you still yearn for a sense of connection to the heavens that you cannot perceive because of light pollution and other pollution? Buy one! Then, tell your friends about your very own star with Starpedia, a social media app that makes your star the star. What could be more rewarding than a non-tangible mark of your insignificance in the universe and your significance in the economy? Get your SRD star today. Brilliant. We're still not terribly good at staying on task in those meetings. By the way, I didn't get to say thank you for that excellent interview with Professor Edmund Zunderfell. You're welcome. Thankfully, we still had his agent's number and his rates are excellent. I get the feeling we're going to be seeing a lot more of him. I see your contract skills have improved. It's the most important thing one can learn in Hollywood. Of course, right now we're in the happy halcyon of Halloween time for another weekend. So let's get back to the correct holiday spirit with another promotional clip from the Showtime Podcast Network. This one's called Mystery LLC. Like hi gang, welcome back to Mystery LLC. I'm Skugs and this is my dog Bodacious. We're like in the middle of trying to solve the mystery of who ate my birthday cake, man. I bought this groovy three-layer dark chocolate cake with anchovies, which is like a personal fave, man. Right? Bodacious and I love a good dark chocolate and anchovy combo. But then this morning I was doing my daily ablutions before taking Bodacious here for a morning walk. (laughs) I'm getting to it, Bodes, don't worry. So then, like, I got out of the bathroom and the cake was like, gone, man. I don't know who committed this totally funky crime, but Bodacious and me are going to get to the bottom of it, right, Bodes? (laughs) Like, very eloquently put, buddy. All right, first things, we got to search for witnesses, and that means shaking down my roommate, Parker. Parker! I'm in the middle of a Zoom call. 
Sorry, folks. Just a second. Like, Parker, have you seen my cake, man? I'm trying to work, Skugs. Like, okay, sure, but like, where's my cake, man? Don't you have a job interview today? Stop dodging the question, perp. Please put on a shirt before you interview. Like, where's the cake, scumbag? And some pants. Sometimes you get the camera angle wrong and they can see below the waist. You know what? Just get dressed, maybe? Or at least a pair of underwear that does not feature little Kermit the Frog heads. I'm on a groovy mission, man, and there's no stop until I get that cake. Okay, I gotta get back to work. Please, don't interrupt. Where's the cake, man? Check your dog's nose. Dog's nose? Is that some kind of hip new club? What do you think, Bodacious? Oh. Like, wait a second, Bodes. What's that on your nose? Ruh-roh. Like, wow, man, it's frosting. That, like, totally gives me the sugar rush I need for that job interview. But first things, we gotta find that cake, Bodacious. <laughs> like, really insightful argument, Bodacious. I should check under the beds for spooky monsters. Let's start with Parker's bed. Skugs, damn it. We gotta check under the bed for groovy monsters, man. There are no monsters, groovy or otherwise, under my damn bed. Like zoinks, man, it's a zombie. Holy fuck, it's a zombie. Now let's find out who this zombie really is. What is happening? Like, I don't believe it. It's old man Robert Salinger, CEO and interim president of Carnassus Corp LLC. Like, total mind blow, man. Yeah. Ah, uh, what are you doing under my bed, Mr. Salinger? I was trying to turn you two against each other by stealing that cake. Your quarrel would force you out of the house, compelling Skugs to sell the property to me, whereafter I could bulldoze it in order to build a new parking lot for my chain of gaudy, corrupt casinos. Wow. That's very self-aware of you. I disguised myself as a zombie and ate that cake, then daubed some frosting on the dog's nose as a means of dividing you. You really thought this through? Kinda. And I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for that meddling millennial. I suppose so. Great job, Skugs. I guess. That, like, totally solves the mystery of the missing cake, man. Yeah. The mystery of the old white male CEO that was hiding under my bed for some reason is still a little up in the air. This isn't the last you've heard of me, Skugs! Mr. Selinger, don't you get paid several thousand dollars an hour? Away! Well, he's no more cartoonishly evil than every other CEO. Like, great job, Bodacious! <laughs> Please put on some clothes. Thanks for tuning in, gang. Hope to see you next time on Mystery LLC. Ah, wonderful. And thank you all for joining us this evening. Especially thank you to our Patreon backers who have helped to keep the lights on and make it possible for us to continue creating content and knowing that we are safe in doing so. We appreciate your backing, uh, your backing and your support more than we can say. Uh, and for those of you who are joining us for the first time, who purchased tickets um, separately for just this month, we're so excited to finally have that opportunity available once again, and we're pleased that you were able to take advantage of it. Uh, please, please, please let us know how that experience was. 
as we are still working some of the kinks out of that ticketing system. Uh, for everyone else and for, uh, for the, for, from all of us here at Starlight Radio Dreams to all of you, that's what I meant to say, thank you so much and have a wonderful evening. From all of us to all of you. Thank you for joining us here at Starlight Radio Dreams. We hope you enjoyed your time. As Burlington likes to say, the show must go on, and we're going to keep providing you with fresh laughs as long as we are able with new voices, new writers, and all the safety you can eat. You can support the show on Patreon and find more information on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website, StarlightRadioDreams.com. Until next time, Pod Squad, keep laughing and keep dreaming.